0: Hey guys, this is Sam from The Noir Professionals. I am just dropping in real quick to let you know that this is an older episode that we never released. So as you're listening today, you may hear some things that you already know or we've already discussed in a different episode. It is a fresh episode for you, but it's one of our episodes that we've been holding on to for a special time like this. Seeing that it's the holiday weekend, Siobhan and I decided to take a weekend off. Next week, though, right back with you on a live episode on Wednesday. So don't go anywhere. Listen up. Have fun. Today's episode is going to be a blast. Welcome to Noir Professionals, I'm Sam and I'm Siobhan and this week we are going to be talking about burnout so that's going to be fun but before we do start as always Siobhan
1: yes we just want to tell you anything that we talk about tonight and that we share with you is because we actually use these products, services, websites, um, social medias, and we want to share that information with you. It's free and readily available. We are not being paid or endorsed to say any of the things that we're saying this
0: evening. Right. And like always, we do take those opportunities if you have them for sponsorship. So let's talk about our weeks. Siobhan, how's your week been so far? Oh my
1: goodness, is (laughs) what I have to say about this week. I mean... Yes. It's just one of those things where you have to kind of go through your head and you say, okay, I don't want to complain too much about my job because somebody else is looking for a job. And I don't want to complain about needing an oil change and gas prices because somebody else wishes that they had a car. But Mm -hmm. sometimes, sometimes you're just like, damn it, Mm -hmm. I need a minute. (laughs) Yes, yes. You just need a minute. And I think between meetings and expectations and clients and balancing my own personal life like this week let's just say I'm glad it's coming to an end
0: yeah (laughs) what about you same you know it um this you guys don't know but like Siobhan and I we talked a lot this week about just like which is the prompted our topic for the week burnout um because we were just like oh my gosh something is off with me I just we just Together, so strange how our moods sync, but <laughs> it's like we just something about it. Like we, str- I know I did at least. I for sure struggled through the week with like trying to meet all the expectations and and struggling with the stress of it all. And like you said, just trying to figure out. And you said this earlier today, and I thought it was a nugget, like, how do you have a break when you really don't have the opportunity to break, like, you know, Mm -hmm. the reset button? And I totally need that reset button. But how can you reset when you still have those same responsibilities on the other side? So, you know, that's going to be, I think, something to talk about during our topic today. But yeah, that's how my week was. Um... I, uh, let's see. Oh, I joined this Bumble app. My sister had me. Wait a minute. Is that
1: bumble as in dating bumble? Yes,
0: as in dating
1: Samantha. <gasps> oh, oh my I goodness. Hate it, we did I not discuss needed. it.
0: <laughs> no, because this is what happened. I joined it, <laughs> and spent a day on it, and immediately got off of it. Like, immediately. I, what, I, what's this? Does, is, is somebody not giving it a full month yeah, <laughs> when I was I on hinge? Yes, miss, yes. Give yes. it a
1: month. Give it a month. And I'm like, no, I want to get off this. So, what yeah. was so terrible about it?
0: I've heard good things about that, I want to say. Well, my sister, she is the one. She goes, "Oh, have you tried Bumble? It's so good." And I was like, "Okay, let me try it." But I, my ego can't be hit like that. <laughs> on top of everything else this was like I was like, "Wait, wait, 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 wait a, wait a minute here. I can delete some of this shit." You know, with Bumble, it's initiated by the woman.
1: Oh, that's interesting.
0: Yeah. So we have to send the first message and then they send the message back. And I'm just like, I send my messages. No one messages me back. Mind you, I'm immediate really? gratification. Yes, I need immediate gratification before I like, oh, this is maybe I should give it a try. So no one messages me back. And I was like, oh, oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. Delete. In typical Siobhan fashion, you know I have questions. Yeah. So. Are you
1: swiping first and then the woman sends the message or do you send the message and then you both have to swipe?
0: No. So you both have to swipe. Right. First. First. And then the woman then sends it goes, the message first. Match. It's really, it's really quite fancy. It goes match. And you're like, ooh, match. That you sounds know, you exciting get, like that. <laughs> yeah. You get excited like, ooh. Because for me, who won't pay for shit like this? Um, I'm just like ooh, looky I found one Wait. You know
1: I'm, I'm laughing Because the way You said match And the way That like They want you To get excited It just took me Back to like Being a little kid And pa- playing Street fighter With my cousins And I was like Ready And that's what Online uh-huh. dating Feels like yeah. This is about to <laughs> be A battle That we're going fighter. into He could be crazy Like he could be married it's, You just yes. don't know What you're
0: getting into. You don't You d- <laughs> You're so right and i so i saw so we so you get it and you swipe right and he swipes right or whatever and it goes match and little bees pops up and you're oh, like oh yeah yeah and so i don't pay for it so i have to keep swiping right and hope that i swipe right on someone who swiped right on me so it's a one out of 10 or 15 chances that i have You know, so it's always exciting when you get a match. It's not like playing that game where you have to turn over two cards and they have to be the same. And you keep (laughs) going until you find the (laughs) same card. Isn't that called like match? I don't know. It might be. And so that's exactly how I feel when I actually get a match. Like, ooh, we match, you know, then they don't say anything.
1: So, now in our previous episode, we were talking about that how, like, no one wants to initiate with black women, no Mm -hmm. one is, you know, engaging us. So, I like the idea of being able to reach out to the person first. But, do you find, and it seems like you're saying no, are people responding to the messages that you're sending out?
0: No, that's why I got off of it because I'm like, okay, but I wonder, I don't need this, (sighs) (laughs) exactly. I don't need this this But I wonder if
1: they can't respond to
0: you because they themselves
1: are not paying for the service. No,
0: you can't. I have like 75 or so people, maybe 100, I don't know, who swiped right on me, you know? And Uh I can't see any of them until I pay. How much does that site cost? Mm, I think it's like $9 for a week, one week. Oh, yeah. how
1: much is it for a month?
0: I don't know. If they have a month plan, but it's free forty nine dollars for three months i want to nope. say Mm-mm. no not at all absolutely not, not at all it's not in the budget for that shit ain't nobody got time
1: for no that. because i'm not gonna pay my money to Mm-mm. be stressed out exactly. i'm all for dating Hello. but you know what i want to meet you for free in the supermarket mm-hmm. at the i don't pool. know if i'm gonna meet you in the
0: supermarket but i do somewhere but i'm not paying no 49.99 <laughs> I'm just not going to do it. I'm not doing it either. So that's why it's so cool when I get a match. Because it's like, oh, I just went through 15 people and got one. You know? Like, we right. both. Because I don't know who those 100 people are. But they're in my queue. Maybe. But what's
1: so crazy possibly. then that I don't get is that if you swiped and they swiped, what happens that he doesn't respond to the message? Because obviously, yeah. you swiped. There was a physical right. attraction. Let's see exactly. where this could go.
0: Hello. Which is like, High expectations, boom, hits, nothing. So then you come down, like, Mm -mm. what is this? I expected a message. We both swiped right. You understood that if you swipe right and I swipe right, I'll send you a message. You respond. We start a chit-chat. That didn't happen. And I'm like, I'm done now.
1: Done. See, and this is why I think sometimes that maybe I'm just going to be single forever because I just feel like I I would like to get married. I would like to have kids, but I Mm -hmm. feel like all of the stuff that you have to do leading up to it, look, I just, I don't feel like I have time. It's like, yeah. you know, with the topic that we're even talking about today with burnout, right. after everything that you do all day, the yes. last thing I want to do when I finally get home and, you know, if I have a long day, we're talking about 830 mm-hmm. at night here. And I'm mm-hmm. like, no, yeah. is to try and go online and talk to somebody or see, you know, the guy that I really liked. And I thought, oh, we have a lot of potential, you know, mm-hmm. did not respond to my message or said, no, I'm not interested And like,
0: yes, like, what? Like, oh, no. we've been there. Yeah. and it's hard girl you know <laughs> I do <laughs> it's just it's no. hard it's really hard and I mean maybe I should try to get in a relationship this is when I think like that when I feel vulnerable and I feel right, vulnerable when support. I'm stressed out and out. yeah yeah and so um, now I'm like well maybe I should and then you think about all the things and like maybe I shouldn't that's that's how it works for me because i'm like that seems like more stress when you think it through like i think i fantasize about it but i don't actually understand it and it's just going to add to the burnout to the stress which i think is a good segue into our topic
1: absolutely so as you can see sam and i um have been having like a crazy week, you know, Mm -hmm. online dating, jobs. And so we originally had a different topic in mind, but just with talking to each other, we were like, we should discuss burnout this week. Um, I think it's a word that I've been throwing around fairly frequently. um, The last few days, I feel burnt out. I need a timeout. I'm just... And so what I was saying to Sam this morning, too, is, you know, sometimes you need a break. But it's like you can't stop. So I don't have like a husband and, you know, children and people depending on me, but Mm -hmm. I'm still depending on myself. You know, my car note still needs to get paid. My student loans still need to get paid. These are things that are not going to say, oh, you're feeling burnt out. (sighs) It's okay. Take a month off. So it's trying to find that balance. So what exactly is burnout? How do we get it? How do we combat against it? Um, So. There are three types of burnout that are out there that are related to work. So they are overload, not being challenged enough, and neglect. So before I started researching for this topic, I was just like burnt out. That's it. You know, Mm -hmm. too much work, everything. I didn't know that there was different types of burnout. So overload burnout is what you usually see among ambitious people type a people i gotta keep going i gotta keep pushing oh i just stayed up for 18 hours that's okay i can pick up this next thing and i can do it because i have goals that i'm trying to get to i want to reach it just always going to that next thing and i feel like we kind of live in a culture that really um encourages that nobody wants to miss work no one wants to seem like the person that's not pulling their weight and especially depending um in the fields that you're in. So mm-hmm. I feel like in the space that I'm in, mental behavioral health, it's almost like you don't want to miss work because it's like there's someone that's depending on me. I need to show up because there's a actual person that needs help at the end of my job. And then I feel like in the right. marketing and advertising space, it's like, listen, the client has this big campaign that needs to get out. So I don't care if you're working till four in the morning and we have meetings at nine o'clock. The, you know, the ads need to get out, the numbers need to be out, whatever it is. Our culture um, just really thrives on always working, on always doing more. Um, you see this a lot in Japanese culture. Um, it occurs so much, they even have people that literally are dying because they're working so much. Um, right? I, I saw
0: that, like just falling out because they haven't slept and, you know, not taking care of their bodies or paying attention to those cues because they're just up working, working and working.
1: Absolutely. And what it leads to in Japan is they have what they call sexless marriages because the spouse, typically the husband, um, is working so much that he's not home to even engage sexually with his wife. And there's a whole industry that has been created out there um, that's I would say it's like borderline prostitutes because it's not always um, someone paying for sex, but someone's paying for companionship, even though they're married because their spouse is just working so much. So it's like, when did we get like this? Yeah, but that would be what we'd consider overload burnout. Person that's Mm -hmm. just always at work, always has something to do. Then the next type of burnout I'd never even heard of and it never occurred to me to Be a type of burnout Um, not challenged enough so it's you've got a job it's your nine to five you've got to pay your bills but it's just not meeting your needs it's just menial work it's not challenging it's not engaging um, and it really just leaves you wanting more and so what happens is you just disengage from what it is that you're doing. You don't want to go to work. You're calling out. You dread going to work because what are you going to do there? I feel like for me, I encountered that kind of burnout with a college job. I felt like, um, It was actually not an internship, but a work study job. And I was like, why the heck am I here? I could be in my dorm doing work, studying. I could be out with my friends. And that's been something that's always bothered me. I don't like a job that doesn't have anything for me to do because I always feel like I could be home. If I'm going to be at work, I want to have a decent amount of work to keep me occupied. Um, But I never knew that there was something called not challenged enough burnout. And then the last one, which was totally shocking for me, is called neglect burnout. And that's when you have feelings of inadequacy. And so you feel like you can't meet the needs of your job. You're not appropriately equipped to do your job and so what I thought was interesting when I came across that was like I was like hmm I wonder if people that have imposter syndrome also fall into this category but then I was like people that have imposter syndrome which we discussed in a previous episode is basically feeling like you're not doing enough you're not good enough you don't know everything that you need to know in your field or your career to make a difference, um, when you actually do. I said, I don't know if they would really feel fall into that because people that feel neglect overload truly don't have the skills or whatever it might need to be to complete the job that is before them. And so with that, we want to just touch base on, or before I jump to that, I want to say, Sam, do you feel like you've ever recognized any of those types of burnout in your own personal life? Yeah. all
0: three. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Can
0: you have them all at once? That's what I was trying to figure out. Like, I think I got all of them. <laughs> you know what? I think um, that's really
1: interesting. Probably.
0: Yeah. I do believe that, that you can, you know, I think you can, but <clears throat> what I found Interesting With what you were saying Is the Overload Actually yeah. all three types I wonder How those Types of burnouts Correlate with personalities So You know the big five yeah. personality tests, and you can absolutely. I'm sure everyone's at some point taking the ITGS and the ETGM or whatever it is um if a certain personality trait is more prone to a certain type of burnout so for me i've always been the direct authoritative when i take those tests um i think one test was like if i saw a wall i'd be like let's plow right through it Versus let's think about how we can get over. I it. was like, no, we got shit to do. Let's get straight. Yeah, I it. think
1: that's an accurate assessment.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know these have always been spot on, like always. like I am that person. And people don't believe me because I have learned how to fake it. Like I cringe when I have to pause, but I have learned how to not show the cringe, you know? Mm -hmm. And so people are like, I can't believe you're like that. It's like, yes, you don't know what's going on in my head. So I am the type of person that's like, here's the wall. We're going to go straight through this thing, the bridge. I'm not thinking about that. We're just going to knock it down and get it done. And that's me. There's other people who are like, let's build the bridge and let's think about this creatively and let's just take a moment. And I'm like, we don't have any moments, you know, <laughs> <laughs> now's the time. I think that personality, my personality is probably more prone to the overload burnout. And so it's interesting
1: that you said that because um, when I was looking at this and this comes from a 2014 paper, um, it had several um authors so i didn't want to mention their names but we can always link you guys to that later so that you can read the full article yep they did link overload to type a which when i saw that Mm -hmm. i was not surprised um Mm -hmm. but i do not recall seeing the other personality types linked with the different ones but it just seems that someone that has type a would get overload now i do not um identify myself as a type a person because mm-hmm. i think i'm the other side of sam where i'm like well you know we should think <laughs> about everybody's feelings before we yeah. plow through the wall and maybe there is another way that we can get over the wall without plowing yeah. through it so you're we like do have the- does
0: everyone have an opinion did we get everyone no one's left out <laughs> and i'm over yes. here like steaming mad like but get the opinions here's the problem i got the solution what are we doing
1: Right, right. So I did think that that was interesting. And so I think for me, how I come into overload um, work mode is that two things happen. I think one, I am a work in progress and I'm working still on commanding grasp of the idea that no is a complete sentence. No. <laughs> Not no. Well, I have people coming into town and so I can't just no. I really need to work on that. So I think I end on end up taking on things because I didn't give a firm no and so yeah. now I start taking other people's thoughts and feelings into consideration and my no turns into Okay, I can do it Just like I think we had talked about a few weeks ago How I ended up being the only one at my job Going to see this A new place that we're going to (laughs) And then nobody else showed up And I get lost Why? Because Siobhan didn't want to be seen as You know, this black woman is difficult And she can't agree When I should have just said no Because I have things to do that are, you know, related to my clients I can't be driving all over the world To find, you know, a new office Um but it's that, and then I think also what causes me to get into that overload is that I start to feel like, because I'm single, because I don't have any children, I'm like, you should be doing more. Like, I just saw an article, not an article, um, where did it pop up? On my Instagram, and then a podcast that I listened to in my personal time talked about it too, um... There is a woman, I forget her name at the moment, but she always wanted to be a pilot. and She's a sister of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. Um, and unfortunately she had a car accident and she became paralyzed and she was still like, nope, I'm going to go ahead and get my pilot's license. So this woman who had this unfortunate event happen in her life just recently got her pilot's license. Then the other day on Instagram, I saw this boy, um, or I won't call him a boy because he was older. So let's say a young, a young man. He was doing CrossFit, and if you've ever done CrossFit, you know, sometimes you have to do box jumps on these different height boxes, so his box was probably like three feet high, and he had to jump on top of it, but the thing is, this young man had no arms nothing he had a full body but no arms his shoulder just went straight down into the rest of his body so if you've ever tried to do box jumps you know how much your arms help you in gaining that momentum to get on the box and then balancing yourself Mm -hmm. when you get onto the box this kid did that with no arms and his coaches were supportive but they were pushing him and so I feel like when I see things like this I'm like Siobhan what the hell are you doing if you don't get out of that pity party and go freaking push through and do what you need to do and so I think sometimes I overwhelm myself in that taking on more because I feel like I should be doing more and I think I do fall into that trap of you're not doing enough
0: well I kind of talked to you about that yeah, today you know even that everyone is different you got to go back to the what we were talking about before your personality type that's no. just his personality type is to probably you know run right through the wall and that's his deal like i don't want to talk about bridges ponies or anything like that i don't care about other opinions obviously because i'm sure he had many naysayers you know, so I don't care about other opinions. I'm doing this. I put my mind to it. That's how it is. And I black out everything else except for my goal, my target. You're not that way though. You know, so I think that we all have to know ourselves and we can't compare ourselves. And I struggle with this as well, but we can't compare ourselves to other people because they have a different drive, motivation, personality, the whole night and I really believe like if I were going into let's go uh, let's really get into like you know the theory of how we learn you know from birth Mm -hmm. are we a tabula rosa or you know like those things how are we a clean slate or do we learn from experience you know or Mm -hmm. have we you know just already known these things and they're just coming back to our understanding as we encounter them, those two schools of thoughts on how we form and how we shape our personalities. And I think for me, I'm more, I lean more towards, we, we are a culmination of our experience. So my personality, my drive, my go get them attitude, my need to be busy and to make an impact on society or to make just an impact, you know, whatever it may be, um, for my posterity is coming from my experiences. So if you had different experiences, you have a different drive, a different motivation, you're gonna tackle work, relationships, and all these things a lot differently. And then I too think there's another dichotomy here. When you're dealing with burnout is stress. So there is, The stress, and then there's burnout, two totally different things, but they kind of look alike when you are um, angling. So, I found this article in Psychology Today that kind of outlined the difference between stress and burnout. So, excellent. Stress, (coughs) I'll go here, is Characterized by over-engagement, emotions are overreact- overreactive, produces urgency and hyperactivity, loss of energy, leads to anxiety disorders, primary damage is physical. Um, and then burnout, characterized by disengagement, emotions are blunted, produces helplessness or hopelessness, loss of motivation, ideals, and hope, leads to detachment and depression, Primary damage is emotional and may um, make life seem not worth living. So I think that is a pretty good way of looking at these two um, things side by side, because sometimes you may be experiencing a stressful situation and may believe it's burnout, but it's really you're just overwhelmed by life in its totality, which is shaping, I think, how you handle other aspects of your life. And vice versa with burnout, burnout can very well shape your whole interactions with other people and things of that nature. Both look very similar. Siobhan, you're the expert in this area. But for me, when I was looking at them again, I went back to, can you have both? Can you have both?
1: Yeah, and I think, I really think that you can. For example, um, I think that you could probably have um, overload and neglect at the same time if you were to have a job that had like a busy period and a slow period. So one that pops up into my mind about that um, quickly is CPAs, they have the tax season where they're very busy. And then it gets slower you know it's just a typical client here and there and i'm not even sure of what a cpa does full time throughout the rest of the year because you really typically only hear at least in the circles that i'm in cpas in two things one mainly tax time and then two if somebody's has their own business they run in private practice they want to have an actual accountant to help them make sure that they're keeping their books and everything appropriately so that's when I usually hear that type of talk about um, people experiencing both.
0: or um, I would think doctors or anyone in the medical profession probably has that because there's, you know, I have a friend that's a doctor and he when he started um, first working, it was in the winter. Very slow, very slow. Now the weather's picked up. And he is like moving, moving, moving all the time. He's very busy to the point where he is completely burned out in a, in a very short amount of time. And I yeah. hypothesized that maybe in the winter, that's your slow period. But mm-hmm. it picks up because honestly, who wants to come out in a, in a blizzard? <laughs> I'm like, it'll okay. wait. <laughs>
1: so, like, right, exactly. It's like it's not that bad, you know. Things bad. can.
0: I'm sure we'll if I take a time it's in a while, it'll go away, you know. But if the weather's nice, it's like, let me get in the car and go get this checked out, you know. So. They have their ups and downs, I think, too. People in my profession, I'm in business operations. So, of course, we're moving all year long because we're following trends and we're following data and we're trying to make those data-driven decisions as the market changes, as people changes, as money changes. So we're constantly moving. um, And that, I think, gives a very big opportunity for burnout anyone in business operations because we have that high demand. I mean, there's, I think, a lot of... Um, Of course, anyone in the helping professions like you, there's a good opportunity for burnout because you just you're depending upon outside interference to dictate your workload. So it'll hit you and you don't even know what happened and then the next thing you're slow. I mean that just that that inconsistency already off top is not good, I would imagine. Right. And I think
1: good. for me in my field, I feel like we don't ever have a slow period. Um, because there's always somebody that needs something. It's constant. It's constant. Um so you don't necessarily see like that slow moment like when I say so the day might be slow but there's always clients so if a client um ages out if a client decides they no longer need service then the next day it's like oh here's another client for you run your assessments and do what you need to do and I think in our society honestly it doesn't matter what your job is even I feel like um People that have, um, what, like, what would they call that? Like typical, like fast food jobs, service industry jobs, um, service, right? Because what happens, I find, um, is people that are in lower wage earning jobs typically work two jobs so they can right. make one full time job. Mm-hmm. That's stressful. Just thinking about all the things that you have to coordinate in that. So. What are you doing with your children if you have children? Child care. One job is probably just paying for the child care, to be perfectly honest. Then it's getting to that second job. Now you're at your second job. You're tired because you just worked a full shift Mm -hmm. somewhere else. um, Dealing with the public and their expectations. People can be rude and nasty. And I just feel like everyone that has to work is honestly facing potential for burnout if they don't take care of themselves true and something true. That i want to touch on back to what you had said about stress is um and we can share this with you as well there is the perceived stress scale by Carmike carmack and merrill scene. i'm sorry if i've butchered that um You can Google that and find that, but we can also link it for you. And it's an assessment scale that you can use to see how you perceive the stress in your life. So like Sammy said, in my line of work, I come through a lot of different scales and assessments that we can use to kind of see where someone is um, with their stress. But I felt like this was one that was okay to kind of share for the average person to go ahead and kind of take on their own and just get an idea and see where they are. Um,
0: But it's, yeah, it's People are stressed People are stressed And that's why I said I think we can use this Almost synonymously with burnout stress You know Um, Because it just seems like the same Aggravating factors that stresses us out also leads us to burnout, you know?
1: Right, and that's almost how you want to think of it. It's like stress is like a precursor to burnout. And Absolutely. what makes this so dangerous is that when we stay in these burnout, stressed out levels for so long, we're actually doing physical harm to our bodies. Mm-hmm. So our heart, our mental health, physical health, um, putting on weight from improper eating because we might be stressed eating which i am guilty of i definitely Same. told samantha i've had some ice cream yes,
0: more than is appropriate yes, this yes.
1: week i definitely had some late night dinners that were mm. not appropriate mm-hmm. and you know i'll go ahead and have full disclosure and put myself on blast i had rims at like nine o'clock at night one of these nights but Gosh. um as you <laughs> as you guys know i'm on the east coast and we had a terrible terrible storm that came through and you know we get hurricanes and all that all the time but um I'm like, this had to be a level one tornado that just came through, which is so weird because we're on the East Coast and we just don't get that type of weather. But when I tell you that this storm, it just like dropped out of nowhere and it was loud. The sky got dark and things mm-hmm. were whipping around. And when I say it's destruction, like a tree fell on my cousin's house that she nice just bought insane. and that's demolished. Um, even where I was, live wires were down. Trees were over like... Um, just the whole tree not like the tree broke in the middle but like all of the grass surrounding the tree with the roots just out of the ground in places it's not supposed to be um and people still don't have power and this had to have happened maybe monday or tuesday night at this point and they're like people might have power back on saturday so it's like when you're just trying to live your life <laughs> and then it, nature does stuff like this it's just it's stressful and mm-hmm. so i again you know you guys know i am an orderer so i did doordash and that was the wrong thing to do because it took over two hours for my dinner to get to me and so i ended up eating dinner late and it's like you're stressed you're making bad choices mm-hmm and it could lead to unwanted weight gain, which is not good. And you put that on top of all of us are sitting so long at our jobs, which is also they're saying could be just as unhealthy as smoking. So it's like, my goodness.
0: <laughs> well, I think some of this stuff you can talk about in our health segment, actually. Mm-hmm. But I do want to circle back just real quick because um, I sometimes... Y- Taking that personal inventory is helpful to know when you've reached a limit or you're approaching reaching a limit. Yeah, absolutely. So, Chavai mentions having precursors to understanding your burnout situation. Well, there's also some signs and symptoms of burnout. And I won't say them all. I'll just like, it's like on this article, three sections they have is physical, emotional, behavioral. So I'll just name like one from each group that I think is something that's probably more atypical. So from the physical, you can have feeling tired and drained most of the time. That's the physical impact of burnout. The emotional signs and symptoms of burnout could be sense of failure and Um, self-doubt. And and this is another I'm going to do two from this one because I like I, I can identify with this one. Decreased satisfaction and sense of accomplishment, which you kind of talked mm-hmm. about the imposter, which kind of yeah. runs along with the imposter syndrome, possibly behavioral signs. And um, I don't know if that's a syndrome, actually. <laughs> imposter <laughs> syndrome, I don't think it's a syndrome, but no, behavior- not a
1: DSM-1. Not a DSM-5. <laughs> but
0: that's what they call it, a s- a syndrome. Whatever yes. number you're on. Behavioral signs and symptoms of burnout, um, this one is two from this one two three from this one withdrawing from responsibilities procrastinating taking longer to get things done and skipping work or coming in late and leaving early now i see people do that one all the time all Mm -hmm. the time and i'm tempted to do that one all the time because i could be at work and i'm like i'm ready to go right now yeah look sometimes as soon as you get there it's like
1: um you know what I I tried. I can't. Let's start over tomorrow.
0: <laughs> yes, as you get you're laying in the bed, And you're like, Ugh I. How can I call in today? What can I do? Am I sick? Is that a, is okay. that a cold? <laughs>
1: <laughs> or it's even like sometimes like I'm fortunate now that I do like my coworkers, but I've definitely had jobs where I'm like the Lord is testing me. He's trying to build character in me and I have to deal with these people because sometimes it's your coworkers that could cause you to have burnout as well. Mm-hmm. They just stress you out. It's like, you know what? Mind your business. Go to your desk and sit down. <laughs> it's just <laughs> It's just they can really push you over the edge sometimes. You know, it's just like oh, I need to get away from these people. <laughs>
0: yep. You're right. Like you just you just don't want to deal with anyone cuz you we and I, I think I mentioned this earlier this week as well when we were talking about this one of the days which was um the tie between job satisfaction and burnout. You know, there has to be, yeah. I think, a tie between those two things. Like, if you're not satisfied with your job, I think there's a higher prop- propensity for you to occur and in- go through burnout. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. I think so. Um, and I came across as I was reading um, and looking at the research that's out there and seeing different people's opinions, it's almost like... Um, do you get burnout because you are dissatisfied with your job, right? So if you're satisfied with your job, the things that are stressing you out when you're no longer satisfied, are you accepting them? So working late, taking on extra cases or Mm -hmm. extra projects. Mm -hmm. When you enjoy your job, you're like yes you Mm -hmm. see this as a challenge Mm -hmm. you want to engage in that you want to work longer you want to develop skills and learn things but once you've hit that burnout point that same you know project that same addition to your caseload becomes i don't want to work late why do i always have to work late you know or why does everybody always need me it's just it gets to be too much Mm -hmm. um and this is even something as we start to move towards how do you cope in my field we have to get continuing education units and i actually went to um, a ceu event on um, the ethics of our practice and self-care because if we are burnt out how effective are we in our positions and it doesn't just have to be in the space that i'm in as well that goes for everybody if you are stressed out and tired and not feeling well how much can you give to your job I always tell people you can't pour from an empty cup but the same thing goes for myself Mm -hmm. and it's knowing when you've reached your limit like you can kind of hear it a little bit in my voice I was telling Sam I'm like I feel like I'm getting sick I'm like I don't want to get sick right now but I just feel like I am starting to come up to that wall, just, you know, staying up late, getting up early, Mm -hmm. running around, doing things like I just need a timeout. Mm -hmm. I don't need anything bad to happen. Mm -hmm. I just need just a a few days. Yeah. Right, and what was so funny to me As I was looking for Because, you know, like Sam says We like to be solution solution oriented around here We don't want to just say Oh, we have this problem And yes. then we're going to have a pity party right. And, you know, never move from there Because yes. your girl likes to have a pity party <laughs> But I always have to remind myself <laughs> Siobhan, pull it together Because I can throw a pity party With the best of them mm-hmm. So as I was looking up some things on how to cope um, and prevent yourself from getting burnout and working toward recovery from burnout. I found some things that I thought were helpful and I found some things that I thought were unrealistic and definitely gave me a good laugh. So the first one that I thought was really a good one, it's one that I just always say, um, speak to someone. I am such a huge supporter of taking care of your mental health mm-hmm. and getting a therapist, whether it's a traditional therapist mm-hmm. that you see in an office or using Talkspace. I'm starting to notice some other things. Um, programs pop up that are similar to Talkspace. Whatever works for you, fits your budget, fits your time. I think especially in the black community, we really need to break that stigma right. of mental health and, and seeing a therapist.
0: Yeah, and if I could please interject that. Yeah, absolutely. There's also an app that you can use um most insurance providers are going the way of actually incentivizing to use things like um, th- what is it uh, doctor plus tele tele doctors telehealth yep telehealth mm-hmm. because it's cheaper for them so there's doctor on demand and they have a medical section and a mental health section and inside of those mental health sections is the psychiatrist or psychologist so you can actually just do like from the privacy of your own home because sometimes people don't even want to be seen going into some kind of behavioral health building you know so yeah absolutely you do your copay it's a flat pay it goes towards your most of the time it goes towards your deductible depending on the type of insurance that you have and um, you just the doctor just pops on. It's twenty four hours a day, seven days a week, and you can just talk to someone. They can prescribe you meds. The psychiatrist can prescribe meds if you have an anxiety identified anxiety disorder or um, some other whatever it is i don't know this is siobhan's world not mine but they can do that on there um and the app so you don't even have to um, leave your your apartment or your house or whatever to get the help that you need either be it just talking to someone or actually going that extra step and getting a prescription to help you come out of that you know area that you're in because sometimes you just need a little bit of help to um upgrade that serotonin level you know so you can get that there from the privacy of your own home did I say that right Siobhan?
1: yeah, telehealth is definitely something, um, that's coming up and that a lot of people are using. Um, and I think it's great because people like, especially like if you're out in a rural area and you don't have access to providers, Mm -hmm. you can still get the services that you need through this method. So I definitely think it's a great, um, way to go that's affordable and that it just allows for more access to everyone and one that i just always think is like in my family typical black southern family everyone's like that's just somebody that wants to get up in your business it's like <laughs> come on they're not trying to get up in your business a therapist does not want to get in your business they don't want to share it with anybody else what you talk about with your therapist is between you and your yep. therapist it's caught and HIPAA. it's really to help you exactly HIPAA folks, it's the thing Exactly. And it's really to help you. Mm -hmm. And I just think that um, the way that a therapist will pose questions to you sometimes just takes you out of the situation. And you're like, oh my goodness, I never even thought of it that way. Why have I been doing this? Who told me that this is the way that I have to do it? And I don't have to do it that way. And I can make changes. So I'm definitely a big advocate for... um, Seeing a therapist. And Another?
0: Just, yeah. I just wanted to say, you're talking about families. hmm Here's my family's take on um, seeing a health provider. Um, you need to go pray about it.
1: Oh, yes, that's also that very big in our a community. huge one.
0: Like, um, when I, because I mean, full disclosure, I've seen a therapist before. I've been on mental health medication, you know, to help get my serotonin mm-hmm. levels back up. And I'm saying this, and so I'm giving you full disclosure. So... um my mom, when I had that discussion with her, like, mom, I wasn't doing well, so I got a medication to help me out of it, you know, yada yada. She's like, you just not praying enough. You need to get better yeah. with get your relationship better with God because you know what? If you had God, I'm like, wait a second, what does that have to do with my serotonin levels, though? That's <laughs> such <laughs> like, exactly. So you know, what? It's they so have funny been that you- depleted. I don't have like I'm bed down. Yes. I'm, I'm running on fumes. And I feel like
1: that's another big one that's really good um, in our community. And what I just say when I hear that is you know what? And God also created people that studied really hard yes. so that they could help me. Yeah. And, you know, God helps those who help themselves. So mm-hmm. I'm going to go see somebody who God put in their mind to study yep. this so I can get what I need. Yeah. And, you know, I'm a woman of faith. I go to church. I definitely am a believer. Mm-hmm. But... Um, and that's like a whole topic for another day because people always said to me, like, how can you go into science and go into this field and how does that conflict with your faith, right? Because we are an evidence based science and I mm-hmm. wanna see data and statistics mm-hmm. and all of that and mm-hmm. your faith doesn't support that. It's just a blind belief mm-hmm. in that this is what mm-hmm. I believe and I believe it and i can't prove Prove it it. but i can feel it and i believe it Mm -hmm. but again like i said that's a whole topic for another day Mm -hmm. but i definitely i believe in my faith but i also believe in seeking the appropriate mental health like that cannot be replaced
0: yeah and you know Um, these two things they're not so far off you know like you said it's a whole other topic mm -hmm. but they're not you know one you you don't always understand something Like it's not like for the lay person to understand what's happening in their body. So at some point you have to have a little faith that someone is there to help you along the way. You know, you have to have faith in them and their capabilities to do so. So it's not Absolutely. that you understand what they're saying or what they're doing or what they're trying to get you to do, because that's a thing that they've practiced. So it's either way, it's just like the chair. I always use that chair. Like you're you, you going to sit down and you're going to have faith that that chair's going to hold you. You can physically see the chair, but the action behind that, you're having faith in that, you know. So it's not so far mm-hmm. fetched to have a conversation like you just had saying that the science behind it. Yeah, but there's there's still a level of faith in the science, too so it's not that you're faithless because you believe in those evidence-based practices i believe it's just more or less like I believe that you know. I ha- I have faith that this is gonna help me. I don't understand all the pieces, just like we do with religion. We don't understand spirituality, whatever it is. You don't understand all the pieces, but you have faith that somehow, some way, this is gonna help me. At the end of the day,
1: you know. And like I said, when I was going through grad school, they said when you get into this field, you should have your own therapist to work through things. Um, so I tell my mom all the time to go to therapy and she's like no 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 I, I i don't i don't need that i can control myself i can handle myself so you know everyone yeah. has their preconceived notions mm-hmm. about what it's going to be but that's definitely my number one thing for helping you cope mm-hmm. some other things that i came across were Increase your exercise. And this one gave me a little chuckle because I'm like, (laughs) when I'm stressed and when I'm feeling burnt out, my exercise is the first thing to go. And it's so crazy because after a good workout, after you know, you exert yourself, you feel so great. But prior to that, it's just like, I have things to do. I don't have time to be running around getting sweaty, like that can wait. but it's definitely, definitely something that you want to try and put into your routine consistently to help with your mood, um, as a time to de-stress and refocus yourself. Um, Another thing that I saw was to decrease like caffeine and chocolate and sweets. And so I laughed with that because I'm like, and that's the first thing that I do. I am a stress eater. So my weapon of choice is Ben and Jerry's. I (laughs) love that. Or Talenti. I am an ice cream gelato girl. And so I definitely do that. And then what do you do in the morning? I get my big cup of coffee to help me run through the day, especially mm-hmm. if I know I'm gonna have a crazy day. I am at the Starbucks line mm-hmm. and they already know, oh, she's here, hook her up. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but they say those are things that you should cut out. Um, take a vacation, take a break. So one that I saw that was like, I thought was outrageous and you could let me know. Um, Cause I'm like, well, what kind of a job? does this person have? But I saw something that was like, you should go and you should ask for about two weeks off at one time. Now I have vacation time, but I know if I said I want to take two weeks off at one time, like people would be like, well, what's going on? You know, it's just not coming, especially if it's not something that's planned so far in advance. I think if you were to go now in July and say in December, I'm taking a two week vacation, nobody would look at you crazy. But if you come in July and you say, in one week I need to take a two-week vacation, I feel like people are going to say, mm, I don't know. And I feel like the average person might not be able to get that approved. So I thought that was a little bit of a reach. What do you think, Sam?
0: There are some jobs because studies have shown you know, the, the burnout also related to turnover. Mm-hmm. So there are there is a pretty big school of thought that is encouraging people to take vacations and use your sick time for mental health days. So most jobs have a FMLA policy. So anything I think over three days may fall into an FMLA situation and you have to fill out additional paperwork. But uh, the good thing about FMLA is it, it does protect you while you are away from work. So holds your job for you and things of that nature. And with HIPAA also being in play, you do not have to tell anyone why you're taking your time off. You know, you can just say you have a reoccurring illness and leave it at that um, there. You, you know, unless you disclose it, no one can ask you. So that's just which against is great. Right. Which is against the rules because that's your personal protected information. And you do not have to disclose that um, involuntarily. Good job. Um, what they do is to encourage to in order to encourage people to take time off is they cap your time that you can roll over. So you can mm-hmm. occur, you, c- you can s- bank maybe 300 hours in a year, maybe okay. or something like that. I don't okay. know that might be a little bit more outrageous, but we get a lot of time off. Um, But you can only roll over 176 hours. So you better take your vacation or you lose it. So it encourages people to do that. So things like that, I think we're getting more progressive in the workforce because we're noticing that one mental health and awareness is has been a social movement. There has been a lot of movement there. And two, um, we are looking at the evidence behind turnover because turnover is expensive. <laughs> so for someone yes, it is. who and works time consuming. Yes. So someone who works in business ops. You know, we want to limit our turnover um, as much as possible because one, we don't want to pay and it's a it's just a large investment of money and time for someone to figure out that this is too much and they don't have enough benefits, support, etc. to um to complete the demand of the job. So, those are, I think, things that employers are doing. I work for uh, the government. So, if we're doing it, definitely. (laughs) Right. (laughs) It is definitely hope for the private industry.
1: That I want to ask you because I also thought that this was a little bit outrageous, but you would know being in business, something came across said to ask for different job responsibilities. But I felt like that's unrealistic. If you've been hired to do a particular job and that has particular responsibilities how could you realistically change that I feel like for me I wouldn't be able to change my staff's responsibilities like this is what I've hired you for and there's really not much change that you could have and I feel like the office staff the same thing like if you're the recruiter you're the recruiter Mm -hmm. you can't now you know I don't know go help HR you know, do background checks or something, you know, it's just, it's very set. How do you see that?
0: I see it as it's possible, depending on the size of your organization or enterprise. So if your organization is large enough to support uh, multiple job opportunities, then certainly they may be able to find something within the organization that's a better fit. So I think that's possible depending on where you work. If you have a unique job um, and that's just what it is, then no, I mean, it's very, it's hard. Like you're a therapist, you're a therapist there's no like right. it's like
1: where else like what else are you going to do right what like, else
0: can you do you know you have to do the therapist least, part I
1: should clarify within that job you can mm-hmm. always go to another way and you um, another um, company and use your skill set in a different way but when you're hired and within one position how could you change it so I thought that was interesting
0: Right. you can demote yourself you know
1: always <laughs> you know right. and then speaking of demote yourself one that they had listed that I thought was interesting, Um, I feel like it's a 50-50 split between being realistic and being unrealistic was just quitting your job. Mm. And so, I feel like when you're younger, you can quit a job and have nothing else lined up. That's one of the beauties of being being younger. yes. But I feel as you get older, and this is where it kind of lands in the unrealistic field, to me anyway, you could really dislike your job, but I feel like you know, when you have certain responsibilities on you, you're going to need to find and have another job lined up before you leave that current job. That's just something that you're going to have to have and do. So quitting your job because you're unhappy at it is not always the most
0: realistic oh yeah no you not everyone can do that you know you you need to have a trust fund and some <laughs> like, okay <yeah. laughs> um was, and so some of the solutions that i found I, that this one i liked a lot was limit your contact with negative people
1: Oh. Mm. What if these negative people are your coworkers? Like I said, go to your desk I and sit you, down. sit
0: down, <laughs> sir ma'am. Yes, sir ma'am, I'm going to need you to sit yourself down. But here's the deal. What I had a a coworker who could go a full 8 hours and not say a peep to anyone. I cannot do that cuz I'm very I'm like I need to talk, you know? I mean, at least good morning. Damn. Yeah, no, not a good morning. Nothing. You, If you didn't say it, he didn't say it like, nope, I'm here. I'm doing this thing here. And uh, just, you know, you would forget he existed. So perhaps wow. that's the way to go. If you don't want to hear the drama and you don't want to be a part of it, you know, maybe that was what he was trying to get away from is all the negativity, all the moaning and all the, you know, he had his, you know, I was able to break through a little bit. He had his own feelings about things or whatever, but he kept it to himself. He wasn't a part of the overall drama behind it. So maybe that's what you do when you get to a point where your your work environment is toxic and you have no other opportunity but to stay there because for now this is the best you got. Um, figure out how you can find your own space there. And I also find when I have to encounter a negative person they won't talk to you often if you always try to insert a positive message that is very true. Mm-hmm. Like I if have you found always, that as well. yeah, they'll start, oh no, you know, I don't hear that. You know, I wanted to moan about this, and I want to moan about that. And you know, you're like, no, you know, what if you look at it from this angle? Nobody wants to hear that because that's just not what it is. So that's another way for you to limit yourself with negative people by combating negativity, with positivity and putting that positive energy out there. Absolutely. That's,
1: I think, a really good one.
0: Yeah. And then another one that I found that I was really interested in was connect with a cause or community group that is personally meaningful to you. Um, Hmm. For me, I wouldn't necessarily do a community group. I just do stuff that means something to me. It may not be a community group. It may be like um, doing this podcast. This is very therapeutic for me. I look forward to it every single week. As soon as the mic light goes on, I'm like, yes, you know, let's talk about all the things, you know, Um, and I feel like hopefully we're helping someone. So it's got the impact to society and community, but I'm not necessarily getting to a group setting. So um, just doing something that's meaningful to you. Absolutely, and I think what's interesting about that one is I don't
1: know if anybody else is like me that has trouble with no, but I feel like joining sometimes a group like that mm-hmm. could really just add to the stress because now it's like I have this expectation right. to do a thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I said I was gonna be there on Saturday at right. nine o'clock, and mm-hmm. I'm picking up these other people, and so now it's like, no, like I just mm-hmm. I have things to do. Like mm-hmm. I need to do laundry and I need to clean, and this is the only day that I get to do mm-hmm. it, so I can't be committed right to some other thing
0: which is i think why that last part meaningful to you when and it goes back to what you're saying earlier when we even with our job if we find something that means something to us if we find a job that we can buy into the vision and the mission of it um then we don't mind doing these extra steps because you want to do it so I don't mind whatever we have to do when we put on this podcast because I want to do it. I have bought in full Monty. Uh, I've learned not to say full Monty. Apparently, that doesn't mean what I think it means. So, Oh, what does it mean? It's like with the movie, with the well, stripping? So me, when I say full Monty, I mean like, you know, all cards, all in. all in. I'm going to go all in. Apparently, that, someone told me that just means you're naked. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> we, imagine me that saying that at work. Naked.
1: Well, I mean, they did make a movie back in the day about like all these older English men that were doing the full Monty, yes. and that was they were going to be stripping. Mm, so, so, apparently, apparently, so I, I, I on the other side of the pond, we've been using this incorrectly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Too funny. <laughs> I don't want to, um, so you know, so you go, you go all in to a thing, and you don't mind doing it. Was what I want to say. Absolutely. But that's all I have as far as solution sets to um, trying to combat burnout so yeah like again
1: guys you're more than welcome to go to our social medias and interact with us Mm -hmm. we want to hear if you guys are feeling burnt out what kind of things that you do Mm -hmm. um to combat getting burnout and what you do to bring yourself back if you feel like you've reached that Mm -hmm. um but speaking on burning out and health our favorite topic what (laughs) healthy happy human. human I tried to do this week in my health and it did not work out too well for me was I downloaded the calm app, <laughs> and yeah you know
0: so it was a good try <laughs>
1: I have seen the commercials, and the commercial is so nice. And I'm like, look at this. This is a highly (laughs) regarded app. Like, this app is helping people. You know, I need to get some stress relief. Let me download the app. Right. So I download the app. You get a seven-day trial. After that, it renews at like $69.99 a month. So you guys already know how I feel. I'm sorry, not a month. I'm so glad you had that reaction because you know I would have definitely been like no, Ugh. but um, sixty nine ninety nine for the year, um, and so you guys know how I feel about you know saving and budgeting and whatever. And I just felt from what I got for it, I did not want to spend seventy dollars on it. No, yeah. The first night that I opened it, I fell asleep before. I even finished listening to the segment that I was supposed to be listening to. And it wasn't a sleep story. So I wasn't supposed to be falling asleep to it. Had it been a sleep story, then that would have been appropriate because it would have met its need. And then the second one was a meditation on failure. Um, Maybe that's my fault for starting right with that one. Maybe I should have started with something different. But that was the one that I said, let me listen to this. And I found myself going through the guided meditation, but my mind just kept running and running and running. I was like, I am sitting here quietly. I'm like, I have things that I could be writing. I'm like, I need to go grocery shopping. I need to pack this tomorrow. I'm doing this. Like I just had a very hard time just quieting myself down. So I realized that that's not necessarily the app's like, the app is very well designed. It's beautiful. It is calming. Um, I liked the animal sounds that it had in the background. So, like, the birds chirping and just things that you'd hear out in nature. I thought that that was very nice. But, um, it was just... It wasn't for me and at least not for the price. So what I am going to do, because I feel like I want to give this a chance because everyone's talking about like this meditation and how it can really help you is I'm going to use the free version and see if I can't get something from that. But I think I had shared before, I also like to journal that helps, but Mm -hmm. I have not been consistent with my journaling, excuse me, which is like the story with everything the last couple of weeks i've just been really all over and hyper focused on work and not having a good balance between work and my personal life right so i'm definitely working on getting back to church consistently because that's something that's important to me and you know sammy knows that i hadn't gone since easter so i went last sunday for the first time since easter like what happened um and like since I feel since easter for Yes, I hadn't gone since Easter. So it's July, and I went back I July. I feel like you
0: went, though. No. A couple times. Not at all. Sam.
1: Oh, well, you know what? I was going on Thursday evenings. So Thursday evenings is more of like a Bible study type of thing. It's not like your typical Sunday church. I mean, I guess it's the same, but I just don't call it church because it's, it's not Jesus. Sunday.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: so then I might have gone a couple of times in April, May, but I definitely have not done anything in June at all until I went last week. So I feel like that does help me, um, give me a sense of like grounding and it helps keep me focused because, um, those of you that are, you know, have faith, whether it's Christianity, like I follow or spiritualism or something else, I feel like our spirituality and our faith helps us to be grounded in what we're doing you know and it lets us know that everything that's happening like this is just happening in a moment it's flowing it's not permanent Mm -hmm. it's not forever Mm -hmm. it's this too will pass Mm -hmm. so that's what i'm trying to do this week so because i've been so stressed i'm definitely gonna lose to sam in the competition this week no no no
0: no 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 (laughs) <laughs> i haven't done
1: any i haven't even been getting my walks in um i've just been doing typical movements so i've been hitting my like movement goal but i have not been hitting my exercise goal and yeah just my exercise goal i haven't been hitting my standing and my like overall movement is fine but the additional 30 to 60 minutes a day not happening
0: Mom, I don't know about that, for, but for me this week, my wellness and what I wanted to talk about, um, one, I won our competition last week. So folks who, has, who have woo! been following, who have been following, I just want you all to know I finally won one week. Mind you, yes, Siobhan may have been out of commission because she was, you know, like dealing with stuff, but still, a win's a win. And I'm taking this victory <laughs> and I'm ready <running> with it. <laughs> it's not Do looking it. good. I this applaud week. you. <laughs> I applaud you. And guys, like
1: just you know, to um, boost Sam up and I'm just really proud of her. I, I when I'm working out, doing my walks or my runs, I'm doing it every day. Sam comes in and Friday through Sunday kills it so much that she's still able to win. So she's definitely no, 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 putting no, no, in the no. work.
0: Let's let's be real. I've been doing Friday through Saturday workouts for this whole like time. And I have only won once. So I do do a lot on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. But you are more consistent with your workouts. So that, I think, is good. I just can't do it during the week. So, But I won. And that's because Siobhan took a few days (laughs) off.
1: But full disclosure, (laughs) it doesn't matter if I'm working out all these days because I'm eating ice cream at some point in the day. Guys, you know what? Like, I feel like I'm not even going to say I'm going to go on an ice cream fast because that's a lie. I'm going to eat my ice cream.
0: Yeah. Okay? I did not do well. So, um, Mm -mm. I did not do well this week. Let's just throw that out there with um, eating either. I ate very poorly. Um, I had... Sushi on Monday. That's healthy, though. No, it was. I wasn't done. I had <laughs> <laughs> I had sushi with. Um, let's see, what else did I have? Some fried shrimp and some spinach cheese. Ooh. I mean, I ha- I went to the buffet, got me a to go, and just piled it up. That's what I did. Ate it on Monday. It's like that sometimes. Ate it on Tuesday, and then. Um, w- I cooked dinner every single night for the most part, but I cooked what I call a heart attack waiting to happen for Sam. But my kids, <laughs> what <did you> <laughs> my kids like this meal It's um, so my friend, he's a chef. He told me this recipe and it's a Salisbury steak, one pot kind of thing. So hmm. yeah, it's the first letter layer is rice. And then there's eggs, and then there's the Salisbury steak, and then you put spam on top of all that. And I'm like, that is a heart attack. Some man waiting to happen for me. Stop it. Yes, stop I won't it. eat it. No, I won't eat it. No. So
1: I was already kind of questioning it with the (laughs) eggs because i i don't know i'm i'm funny with eggs like i like eggs but i can't eat them all the time because sometimes just the smell of them will make me nauseous and then forget it like some people can make eggs so that there's no like egg residue in the pot so it's just a clean pot afterwards but then some people make eggs and there's like all this like
0: egg residue i
1: don't (laughs) know what else to describe it as but it's like egg stuck on the pan that turns brown yes i can't I know, handle that i
0: know what you're talking about and it and it's it's the can't
1: you can't it. scrape it all up kind of thing and so no. you- it makes me sick Yeah. so that but then i don't know if you should do the spam and, and spam. the steak together yeah. i'm not going to play down spam because i know a lot of people make a lot of good dishes with spam mm-hmm. i've never I've actually never had spam, had but spam
0: I, until my friend you know him he told me this recipe and said sam you have to do it and i'm like oh but it's spam you know and i've never had it but i just never thought i wanted it it just didn't look right you know but. No,
1: but you know what? Some people really hook it up mm-hmm. and it can be in a dish. And what I was going to say is when I was little and if I can't find them anywhere, but I would definitely eat it if I could find it now because I really liked it when I was little. But with everything, they've probably changed the ingredients and the flavoring. And it tastes different. You better but I not to eat a
0: sausage. Yes, girl. <laughs> See. Sweet. <laughs> twin yeah. I am telling and they are still called Vienna sausages and they are yeah. still in the meat aisle well the canned meat aisle girl don't play I haven't had them in forever because again this goes back to heart attack waiting to happen for Sam so I'm getting older I'm trying to wash all the things the cholesterol blah 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 so, Can you stop with the getting old? Okay, I am not, getting not old, old. But we're so anytime you hit that age where people are like now at this age you need to start adding on tests. You know? <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. You know, fair so enough. I'm like, I'm getting to that point where now I'm in that age group that needs to start having these regular tests on cholesterol and this and that. So I'm like, okay, I that means I need to start watching this shit, right? So I am trying to be proactive with my health care and not eat some of the things that I used to be able to eat and just be done with it and not worry about all the things but now I'm like no 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 let's look at how much cholesterol we got going on we need to know these things so I don't eat things that has a lot of I try not to eat things with a lot of sodium but then I also put salt in things so that's not good but I mean really really you can't I mean life with the I I do know they do make no salt so I'm thinking I'm going to buy no salt which is an alternative to salt that doesn't have salt I don't know I don't know maybe it's not iodized I don't know how that works but it's supposed to be better for your cholesterol or whatever it is that makes the salts not interacting well with blood pressure I don't know I did get my blood pressure tested for the record since we're talking about health and my blood pressure is freaking awesome Boom. See it's it's those weekend workouts. And I so so back to that. Sorry, I took a full like detour talking about meals. Um I wanted to talk about this tonight, how I'm kinda like Siobhan where I don't always eat right, but I am working out three hours every week and I am moving twenty one miles a week. So I, between the bike and between the, so I do the treadmill, the bike, and the stairs. So those are the three cardio tools that I use to do 21 miles a week. And um, I have noticed um, improvement in a lot of the physical ailments that I've had prior to starting doing the workouts. So I have always had arthritis in my knees and my right knee specifically. And I have not had a problem with it. I have not had any flare-ups or anything since I started working out. Like the first couple of weeks was kind of rough, but after that, nothing. I have I've been able to like sit and stand and sit and stand, um, and not have that like kind of achy feel when I stand up. And then I—that's fantastic. I know that's really great. I may not lose a pound, but I'm getting healthier. You know. And, and then, that's what counts, and th- honestly. I think that's what counts. And then I suffer with asthma. I had a full thing this week. We don't talk about it. But I suffer from asthma. And I live in Arizona. So there are days, many days, especially in the summer, where it's really unhealthy for individuals like me to be alive, apparently, here. So I get um, I start to wheeze and stuff like that. And I have to take my inhaler and do all the things, blah, blah, blah. I have went longer, I found since I've been working out, I've went longer between these times where I'm needing my inhalers or having an attack or anything like that. So working out has really benefited me um, and I can see those things in my body. So I just wanted to put that out there like this is awesome and I hope that You know, everyone can start doing a couple of minutes, maybe lead up to 30 minutes a day of walking, running, some kind of um, workout, some kind of cardio to help you um, get your body, you know, working right. And I think it's like a well-oiled machine, you know, we kind of didn't work it, so it kind of got... You know, rust in the pipes And now we need to work it out So we can get the rest out So I feel Absolutely. like that's how my body is It's like, okay, now it's starting to get warmed up The oil's moving We're not having all these problems that we had before So I really appreciate um, you, Siobhan For doing these weekly competitions And honestly, I would not continue going to the gym On Friday, Saturday, and Sundays If I knew I didn't want to beat you in the competition So... <laughs> I love your competitive spirit and I'm
1: glad that I could encourage you to move your body in a good way I think something that I want to definitely try um to add and I have to figure out how I can realistically add it um I think I want to give yoga a try
0: oh yeah a friend you saw what's his name we won't disclose said that on uh facebook this week i should try yoga i just never got into it i'm more of oh a, yes yeah i'm more of a tai chi gong kind of person i i don't know i need something yeah something i need meditative. something that i'm gonna stick to yeah 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 totally agree like, i like
1: crossfit but i just feel like i don't have time to fit it into my schedule right now which is really terrible That's because like, that It's like this is your health. It's your health. No, I like CrossFit. I feel you go crazy. You don't go crazy, Uh, but it's intense. Yes, so I feel like now. That I'm not that I'm older Older by any means I'm only 34 <laughs> But I feel like honestly Like the stuff that I could do Just a few years ago And yes. my body would be like alright girl we drop in 10 pounds yes. Just like that Because you know I get on the scale every week yes. Sam doesn't believe in that Mm-mm. but every week I get on the scale mm-hmm. I'm just like How did I only lose 0. .4 ounces Because You know it's probably all that damn ice cream But I'm not going to judge myself <laughs> But because, you know, ladies, gentlemen, listeners, pray for me because I really <laughs> pray struggle me. with ice cream. Like everything else could be good, but I struggle. And let me tell you what Dairy Queen did, because Dairy Queen is just trying to get all of my money. They came up with this like dreamsicle dip so you can get an ice cream cone so i like vanilla soft serve and then they dip it in this orange cream so previously you could only get like a cherry dip or a chocolate dip but now you could dip in orange and it's like an orange circle and when i tell you it's fantastic so i've been getting the small size and i've put it in my what is it not my fitness pal maybe that's what it's called my fitness pal mm-hmm. it's only like maybe 300 and something calories which you're like oh that's not bad but if you have one every day or every <laughs> other day that is problematic so
0: well we just like i said pray for me i have chocolate that i
1: could be delivered from the spirit of overeating ice cream because mm-hmm.
0: i can't help myself I hear you. it's bad it's bad. We got this. It's bad. We need a. We need a. And I stress for eat that. that.
1: Oh God, I love ice cream, but ice cream <laughs> is awesome. But it's bad for you. It's really. It is. It's not bad for you, but the way well, that no, I it eat is. it, it's if, bad. You know,
0: it's got a lot of sugar in it, so it's not great. Yeah, and sugar, fat, cholesterol—that's yeah. why it tastes so good. That's because exactly it has like all of the
1: things. So I think, you know, any little workouts I do during the day, it just <laughs> You're it keeps me from gaining any more mm-hmm. weight, but <laughs> it's not letting me see what I want to see. And I have a wedding coming up in Spain in a little cute like beach town. And, you know, I want to be all cute and fine in Spain. I can't do that eating dreamsicles twice a week. So I definitely need to pull that together but that's pretty much where i am this week with my health we're you know just like everyone out there trying to make the most of it Mm -hmm. i think you know it's a work in progress Mm -hmm. i'm gonna give myself grace Mm -hmm. and try again tomorrow Mm -hmm. so with that we're gonna move on to our financial leaning into growth piece, and this week I wanted to switch it up to something a little bit different. Um, Again, I follow Dave Ramsey, you guys know, and so I get a Dave Ramsey newsletter, and it was about buying homes, and I was like, oh, that's an interesting topic, something that I can bring to the listeners and we can discuss. Um, So... The information that he stated said that the 2019 U.S. medium home price was $315,000. Um, so what did he
0: tell
1: you to do, like, live in the garbage? No. <laughs> you are a total <laughs> fool. She said live in the garbage, y'all.
0: Like, no. So it's um Ramsey, I don't know what he's going to say.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. So I didn't... Um, I won't talk about all the things that he comes up with Like all of those <laughs> things um, But I just wanted to maybe touch base on that And give just a few tips on buying a home. So for myself personally, I am not a homeowner because I have student loans. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I am of the mindset that I really want to pay off my student loans before I buy a home. And everyone's like, you don't have to do that. Mm-hmm. That doesn't really make sense. Like everybody knows that people have student loans and you can live your life and pay your student loans. Mm-hmm. You can. But for me, I feel like my student loans are like my great white albatross. I feel like (laughs) it's just hanging there and I can't get free from it. And it's just really, it informs a lot of the decisions in the way that I move because I know that I have this responsibility that I have to pay. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I also think it informs my decision to buy a home because I feel like By the time I pay off my student loans, I will have paid off a home. Mm -hmm. Am I really going to want to now get an actual home and continue to pay more money Mm -hmm. like
0: this? Now you have a new (laughs) thing hanging over your head. Mm -hmm. Like, no, I
1: don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. But some tips for um, buying a home, just three short ones this week are one, know how much you can afford. and mm-hmm. I think that's mm-hmm. really important. Everybody that was around, May. Oh, May. Yes, exactly. was around in 2008. oh yes, exactly was around in 2008. It's very, very important. Mm-hmm. I think when you do go to buy your home, you don't want to be house poor. Yeah, don't buy your home to impress other people. Buy your home for what you need. Um, a lot of people in the circles that I run in, what they've done, and I feel like that's so smart, is if they're a couple that's buying a home or a married couple. They've purchased homes that they could afford on one person's salary. Mm -hmm. And I think that's so smart. Mm -hmm. So that if somebody ever loses a job, Mm -hmm. it's not going to mess up the housing situation. Because the other person can carry that payment and all the responsibility that comes with a home. Um, So that's definitely um, something valuable. The other thing that I would say is... Try as much as you can to save 20% um, as a down payment so you can inv- avoid that PMI, mm-hmm. excuse me, which would be your private mortgage insurance. And so, again, there are programs to help first-time homeowners where you don't have to put down as much as 20%. I've heard that there are some places you can put down as low as 1%, 3%. um, Really just what works for you and your budget. But I would say... um, just be mindful when you're going into a home. You want to make sure that you have money saved so that, God forbid, an emergency should happen. You have money there to take care of it. If you need a new roof all of a sudden or your water heater blows out, you have the money to cover that. Because when you're a homeowner, you're no longer calling your landlord okay. or the super to come fix that. And
0: that's one of the reasons I don't own a home because I don't have the discretionary money. To get all the things fixed. Just in the last month, I have had plumbing done all through my apartment. I have had um, electrical work done. I didn't have to pay for that stuff, you know? And if I had to have had paid for it, I would have had to go into my savings or something because I just don't have the disposable income to deal with such high dollar um, home improvements, or not even improvements, it's maintenance.
1: Absolutely. And so this is one, Samantha, that I think that you could agree with Dave on. Um, And it wasn't one of the tips that I was going to talk about today. But Dave does say that you should be debt free before you buy a home. And so I know a lot of people feel... You know very strongly either for this or against it you know
0: i don't believe in being deaf i mean like debt free. it can mean a lot of different things to people like it depends because some people tell me i'm debt free but i still own my house or i'm debt free but 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 you know so it's like you're not really debt free you still have debt but whatever okay so for dave rem to say be completely debt free i know he means it like no have no debt before you buy
1: a house and that as we continue like "Mm." as we continue to go on to the baby steps we'll get a little bit more into that but um let's say you haven't purchased a home and you found dave ramsey he will advise to become debt free and then baby step three which we can talk about a little bit later um and then baby step three b It's about saving that down payment for your first home. And his thought pattern behind that is just kind of what I said before as well, is that when something happens, something breaks, you want to have the money there to afford it. And so when you're in debt and you're trying to purchase a home, um, it's just there's not the discretionary income that you would want to be there should these emergency things happen. Um, and then to your point, he does have a debt-free everything but the house, and oh, okay. so paying off your house would be your final step. But mm-hmm. he does have the two distinctions: um, it's debt-free everything but the house, and then it's debt-free everything, and that's a baby step step. Mm-hmm. And that's when you can start these baby steps building Killing wealth. Me. Yes, Killing me. and then. The last tip um, for home ownership that I want to just throw out there, not necessarily a tip, it's just some information, is looking at a 15 year fixed mortgage versus a 30 year. Just different things you can do. Um, you know, and again, when you stay within your means, that 15 year mortgage is doesn't have to be something that's so expensive. It's unaffordable. And then in 15 years, your home is paid for. And that just sounds so good to me. But I think for me personally, buying a home, I just student loans first. Oops. And then in the future, maybe we can discuss we'll buying see, a home.
0: Listeners, we all will be able to say, mm-hmm if Siobhan gets married and then she's like I need a house for the baby and then well I'll be like oh <laughs> did you pay off those student loans though so.
1: <laughs> uh, look unless I marry a man of means I'll be like girl, see because in this house we're doing the baby steps okay <laughs> oh,
0: stop it he's like forget them baby steps we're gonna live life and then I'll be like go ahead bro go ahead I like you
1: too funny too funny but Sammy do you have an affirmation for this week? I
0: do and I don't know if you consider it an affirmation but this week I read a um, and you probably saw it Shivana, on my Facebook page it was a quote and it was this is the quote in order to rise from its own ashes a phoenix must burn first and there's a lot of different authors that that line is attributed to so um Octavia E. Butler, um, and I saw someone like Janet Fitch. So I'm not quite sure who the owner of that phrase is, but I just fell in love with it. Because to me, it means you know you're gonna go through a lot of different things. But at the end of the day, when the dust clears and the ash you you've gotten down to your end so you can't go anymore, still you'll rise. You know, so I feel like especially with this week of burnout and especially with, um, you know, all the things that we have experienced this week still I rise I still I'm going to be able to do this whatever it is whatever disappointments whatever um, dissatisfaction whatever is coming my way I'm just going to build from this I'm not going to let this thing be the thing that puts me under I'm going to rise from here I'm going to rise from here is that was my take from that particular quote and I just adored it I put it on my phone like the whole night I was just like this is so powerful it's like three lines but just the most powerful three lines I've read in a long time because it just spoke to me especially with the week that I've had so I think like for me my affirmation is this is I'm gonna rise from here no matter what it is be it disappointment from relationships disappointment from friendships disappointment from work things disappointment from family things i will rise from here even when i'm at my lowest i will still rise you know there is going to come a time you know isn't that isn't that something some kind of perspective i think you know there come a time where this too will pass and i think you even said that tonight that this too will pass you know it won't stay forever we're gonna move from here i'm gonna rise from here but i'm gonna burn first you know and that's just i think life Mm -hmm. we go through these moments where we're on fire and these moments could be a day a month two weeks three weeks it could be a lifetime it seems like but it's not because you do have those moments yeah you do have those moments where you rise and I look forward mm-hmm. to those moments. And I, and it's something to get me through the burning and through the ashes. And um, yeah, so that's my affirmation. is just making sure I remember that no matter what's happening, no matter how bad I feel, no matter what I'm dissatisfied with, be it whatever part of my life, I'm going to rise from here. I will rise from here. I'm going to make it. I'm going to be okay. That's great. And it's I agree with that so much. Um,
1: And that really resonates with me. I think for me this week, I have an affirmation and a quote. My affirmation to myself, and I don't even know if this is an affirmation, just what I have told myself consistently throughout this week is just breathe.
0: Just breathe that's also deep. Take a breath
1: because I get easily overwhelmed and I have the kind of personality where I get overwhelmed, I get dramatic, and then I'm like, all right, we have to fix it. I wish that I could just be like, okay, this is the problem and jump right to the fix it. And I'm working on that, but I'm such an emotional person and I feel all of the feelings. I'm a Pisces. Um, So I definitely go through that. It's a quick thing. It's not dramatic in that I'm like on the floor crying and it's terrible, but I just have like such a deep emotional response to it. And then I move on. Um, And then something that Mm -hmm. stayed with me this week was... um, Thoreau, the author, transcendentalist that he, you know, is known for going into the woods and doing all this great thinking and writing. And I studied English in undergrad and, you know, AP English in high school. He was just always coming up and reading his works. And I never fully understood why somebody would need to go into the woods and have like all this quiet time and just time to think and just really reassess. And now as an adult, I'm like, oh my goodness, I get it. <laughs> and so <laughs> yes. a quote that um he has that I, I'm like, yes, this fits. And I feel like I can use to help me get through this time of like change and transition and unsuredness. I don't know if that's a word, if I just made that up. I think that I, that I is totally a word. I would
0: say the same. So I, <sighs> we can, we've just coined it that's it yes
1: right that that'll be our word if it's not is that um if we will be quiet and ready enough we shall find compensation in every disappointment um and i'm like okay i can get that i have had bad jobs before bad bosses bad things happen in life and in the moment that seems like you're never gonna get from under it. It seems like it's lasting for so long and it's just like, ugh. But when you come out on the other side, you see like one that it wasn't really as long as you thought it was. And as the time passes, mm-hmm. you're like, oh my gosh, that happened ten years ago. But mm-hmm. in the moment it just felt like forever. Yes. Um, and you learn lessons. I had a really, really inappropriate, tough boss um, when I was in my early to mid-20s. And it was was rough, I mean rough. But when I went to the very next job, I saw a woman that was trying to have the same behavior characteristics. And I was like, "Uh uh-uh. I cut that off right in the front because that previous difficult time that I had been in built me up and gave me the tools and skills that I needed to confront that behavior head on when I would meet it again. So I feel like when I was quiet and when I was ready, the compensation or lesson that I needed to find in the disappointment of that working situation helped me in the next one. Mm -hmm. So I feel like even though I feel burnt out and I'm going through a lot, I feel like the skills that I'm learning to manage these feelings and to maintain the things that I have to do I feel like it's going to be a good skill set for wherever it is that I end up next. Mm -hmm. Like everything that we go through is a lesson for the next
0: thing. And and that's, you know, we could have a whole show on, you know, the the different schools of thoughts and how we are shaped and molded and is a constant process improvement. Um, based on our experiences, and how we have to adapt and move and change um, according to what we've learned. Because I too have had that same thing, where I've had a terrible boss. Don't want to go back to that situation. So now, as I look forward to different job opportunities, I'm not. I'm looking for the exact opposite. Yeah. So yeah. So that, I think those are some good affirmations that you have there this week. Very good. I love the just just breathe. That's so deep, you know. You know (laughs) it. It is. It's like such a deep thing, you know. Because just breathe, you know. Just yes, because I will work myself up thinking
1: about i have to do this mm-hmm. i have to do this mm-hmm. i have to do this yeah. this person needs that yeah. i need to go here i yeah. need to do this yeah. and it's like you're only one person just so just it doesn't matter what happens you can't do it all yeah. so just breathe because yeah. something is going to drop it's just a fact of life right.
0: something is going
1: to drop yeah. because
0: you can't, you can't do everything do it all. and if you try to do it all it's something's not going to be done with the excellence that you would prefer it to be done with And one Mm -hmm. thing that I, you know, and I meant to talk about it in our health part was me exploring uh, more of the meditation part of life and really focusing on um, energy and what energy I'm taking in and putting out into the universe. So when I when I hear that, just breathe, coupled with where I'm at and in my own journey of trying to be more mentally woke. And I mean that like woke, like, I don't know what all these different things are out here on social media but I mean like, I just wanna be more aware of myself, my mind and how um, my thoughts are, uh, inter- right. how my thoughts are mm, <sighs> encouraging me to move, impacting my decision-making and my um, relationships with other people so getting control and clarity in my own self Before I puke on someone else You know, just trying to figure out What the best course of action is For me to be more mentally woke You know Absolutely, I, I, Absolutely. A lot of it has to do with just breathing <laughs> Like that's like 80% of the thing Controlling your breathing And letting it all go And using your breaths As your grounding You know, in and out Just breathe
1: Absolutely, because what I find that I do um, That's interesting And maybe we can do a whole topic On just like the different types of meditative practices Mm -hmm. But I have just breathe Because where some people hyperventilate I hold my breath Uh, So it's like, what are you doing?
0: You're not supposed to do that (laughs) Just breathe Siobhan, we can do a whole thing On your breathing experiences You've had quite the journey this year (laughs) <laughs> it's like what is going on yeah so I mean so you guys probably can look forward to something like that in the future this is a longer episode so you guys are welcome it's like a 2.0 episode and uh so I think we're gonna end it we hope that you all are doing very well and we hope that uh, you are on our social media our Facebook page etc and I'm sure information will be forthcoming at the end of the show on how to get in touch with us and uh we do want to hear from you hit us up on any of those social media outlets because honestly we're doing this because we want to make an impact and we care about you and we care about how you're doing and we're hoping that things that we us being real like just real talk not holding anything back being fully disclosing information that we think is relevant uh, to someone else's situation is helpful to you so right Siobhan?
1: yes and definitely share with us your struggles Mm -hmm. your affirmations for the week your health concerns Mm -hmm. get involved with us talk with us we want to know about what you're experiencing and what you're going through and so we look forward to um developing a community with you
0: over on our social media all right guys you guys have a great day or night or evening whatever time it is that you're listening to this see you next week bye bye